A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. Chidebele Chidebele Udeze leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Father, we thank you for this morning. We appreciate you. We give you glory. Please have your way. Please help us today. Help us today in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to welcome us all to the 40 days of power, the eighth day. The Lord has been so faithful, and today He will be moving us higher the momentum has been rising and it's going to rise again today if you believe that say amen we are going to be looking at in our prayer church this morning daily experience of divine power daily experience of divine power. Let me read from Luke 22 verse 39. And he came out. Luke 22 39. He came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from the prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. 
The second Bible reading will be from Matthew 26. Still talking about the same experience in Gethsemane from verse 36 to 46. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and said unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And then the last uh, scripture we will read is in Hebrew chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. Hebrew chapter 4 verse 14 to 16 seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our profession verse 15 for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin let us therefore Come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Daily experience of divine power. Let me first of all say that there is a need for us to experience the power of God every day. And God has made it available possible for us like in the case of Jesus you can see that he was about to face temptation he was about to face trial suffering and death on the cross and at that point he knew that he needed to pray so he separated himself to pray taking up three of his disciples to pray and tarry with him. Why does he need needed to pray at that time? He made it clear to them. He said, I am here to pray so that I will not enter into temptation. So you also pray because the temptation is going to be universal. It's not going to be only me. It will also affect you people. Pray also that you will not enter into temptation. So he was conscious of the fact that he needed the power of God to overcome temptation. And you see, 
the first thing you, we need to understand about the fear of Jesus in falling into temptation is to understand first of all what falling means for him when we talk about somebody falling into temptation what does it exactly mean when we say that somebody has committed sin what does it exactly mean the truth is that whenever a man is outside the will of God whenever you are outside the will of God you are actually out of connection with the flow when you want to connect to the flow of electricity you get wired and connect isn't it when you want this bulb to be shining you will link it to the source with wire that environment that gives power to this uh, bulb is the will of god if you move out of that environment the flow will stop so when jesus began to pray he didn't pray many prayers he didn't say many things all he was praying about his father let your will be done he said not my will if this cup will not pass from me except i drink it thy will be done he he was conscious and wanted to be sure that this is the will of god and if this is the will of god i need grace i need strength to pass through it now where we read last it that we have jesus as our high priest who have the same feeling of our infirmity that is to say jesus have the same weakness that we have as men he could have he, he would have fallen if not for the fact that at the very point of need he always separates himself to seek for power when we started you remember on the first day second day we are looking at how he was tempted by the devil for 40 days you remember that period of concentrated temptation and he decided to give himself to prayer that's to show you that even from that time he knew that the only thing that he needed to be able to overcome these temptations that are coming in series for 40 days is prayer so he decided to separate himself to where he will keep praying and keep meditating on the word of god so that every temptation that comes he will have enough grace to overcome and that was why he said let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need now if we are going to experience god's power sometimes the bible call it grace anything anytime you see grace is actually referring to god's power made available for man to be able to live in the realm of glory in the realm of god now if we are going to have experience of that if you will permit me i will call it even timely timely experience of god's power because you have to be conscious of the word time anytime you are talking about temptation you are talking about you must refer to time the devil does not tempt any man all the time temptation has times and seasons that it comes and one of the reasons we needed 
the experience of God's power is to be able to overcome temptation. And I said, whenever a man is out of God's will, whenever a man is not saying what God wants him to say, not doing what God wants him to do, or, you know, it, when we talk about sin, many times our mindset and our understanding is always on that which is negative. When God says, do not lie, and you tell lie, you have sinned. What if, what about God said, go and preach, and you did not preach? Preach the gospel, and you did not preach the gospel. So sin is not just that you did not do the negative, you are careful. If the, the, God wanted to do something, and you didn't do it, that is sin. That's why the Bible said in James chapter 4, verse 3, it said, To him that knoweth to do good and faileth to do it, to him. So when you talk about that kind of sin, it's not obvious because it is to him. The Spirit of God ministered something to you to do. He ministered to you that this brother, this sister is in, in need of money. Give him money. And you have it. And he said, just give it to him. And you fail to do it. Nobody will look at you and say, why did you commit fornication? Why did you? Now, to you, for failing to do that will of God is a sin. And you see, the moment you are out of the will of God, is just like a wire that is disconnected from the flow of the power. You will begin to notice that the power will not flow again. So Jesus was very conscious to be sure that, that that was why in John chapter 8 verse 29 he said he that sent me is always with me and the father who sent me he has not left me alone because I always do those things that are pleasing in his sight I always do those things that are pleasing in his sight I always do those things I always do those things that are pleasing in his sight. That is for you to be able to do that. That was why he, he came to the disciples and said, pray now, pray now. The reason why we read the, the Matthew version of the, the story was that he met them sleeping. He said, why are you sleeping at this time? This is a time you are supposed to be praying in order to generate enough power that will enable you to pass through this temptation without falling. Pray now. And he came back. He saw them sleeping again. He himself, he knew that if he doesn't pray now, that he's going to have problem. To experience the power, the flow of God's power, enabling you to overcome and have victory over temptation and then to continue being an expression of that power, you must be careful to pray at the point of need. He said, let us come to the throne of grace that we will obtain mercy and find grace at a time. The, the key word in that verse is time, time, time. That was why when he finished praying the third time and came back according to Matthew's account and still saw them sleeping, you know what he told them? He said, sleep on now. The time of prayer is over. Since you did not pray during the time of prayer, sleep on now. He just said it in verse 45. The next verse 46, he said, rise up and let us go. How can you tell somebody now to sleep on now? The, time, the, the prayer time is over. At the same time, you are telling the person, rise and let us go. That's to tell you that, you know, you have not prayed before. 
you can now sleep but still you can't sleep here so let's go they have missed the prayer time they have missed what the time of prayer believers we have no excuse to fall into sin we have no somebody asks a question i say can a christian live above sin permanently the answer is yes that is jesus he lived above sin and we ask to follow his footsteps first peter chapter 2 verse 21 what did he say he said for to this we are you called that christ suffered leaving us an exa- example that we should follow his steps what is number one step who committed no sin neither was any guile found in his mouth what is the technology behind his committing no sin it is not because he's the son of god that is why he will always have to pray sometimes the multitude will be waiting for him to come and minister he will separate himself you see that in luke chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 the bible says it came to pass that the a multitude were gathering around for him to, to for, the, for them to hear him and for him to heal their sicknesses but he often but he often verse 16 he often withdraw he often withdraw to the wilderness and prayed why is he leaving the multitude alone because he wants to remain connected he wants he, he doesn't want to come there and start ministering without grace without you know enough strength to be able to overcome the temptations that will come so jesus lived under the same condition that we are living today and he was able to know the time the time he said watch and pray so that you will not enter into temptation in other words if you watch and pray if you pray at this time this temptation that is coming you will have enough strength enough flow of power that will flow into your spirit by prayer that will enable you to be able to overcome this temptation but if you fail to pray at this time you will fall into the same temptation there is no assurance anywhere that you will not fall into sin no matter the height you have risen in christianity no matter what you have done or what you have you, ha- you are doing that you will not fall into temptation if you don't pray at the time of need let us come to the throne of grace that we will raise, obtain mercy and find grace not at every time at the time of need there's no there's a particular that word need is temptation and one way to understand it at the time of temptation that is the time you need the power that is the time you need it most so that you will be able to have what it takes look at what jesus told the disciples he said, the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak what is the meaning of that pray that you will have strength in the spirit because you don't just overcome because you are willing to overcome Paul was willing. He said, the things I want to do, I see myself doing the opposite. That is a, a man, a believer, a man that, you know, he has, he has the willingness to do the will of God, to please God, but he doesn't have the strength to do it. That's the problem we have. You want to please God. You want to stop lying. You want to stop watching pornography. You want to stop masturbation. But at the time of need, when you should be at the throne of grace, praying, praying, you are you know on whatsapp you are on facebook you are at the time of need you wake up in the night when you are supposed to be praying securing grace for the day you are about to face a day jesus says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof you are about to face the evils that the devil has programmed and planted in the day instead of you to focus at that time of need 
in order to get connected, in order to experience grace, to get grace for the victory that you must have that day over the temptations that will come your way. You are sleeping. Or you are going about on the internet, on social media, and you will waste that time of need. The truth is that you will still go to work and face your colleagues. And you know, I observe that there are special days of temptation, special days. It will look as if everything and everybody that particular day is organized for you. I don't know whether you have experienced what I'm talking about. There are normal days of temptation, but there are special days. The devil is not omnipresent. The devil is not omniscient. The devil comes at a point in time, point in time, directly through people to tempt by the thoughts that he project into your mind if you are not strong enough in your spirit to say no i'm not going to reach this i'm not going to watch this you will see yourself reading it you will see yourself watching it as he projects the thought into your heart or coming through people to provoke you coming through people to do something or say something that would normally and ordinarily got you angry if you don't have enough strength in your spirit to hold yourself jesus said his spirit is willing the flesh is weak note there is no, nothing that can be done to make the flesh strong. The flesh is weak and will always be weak. He didn't say pray so that the flesh will be strong. No, it is the spirit that is willing that has to be strengthened so that the spirit will be in control. If the spirit is only willing without strength, it will not be able to control and move the flesh to do what it's supposed to do. Many times you see yourself, you know you're supposed to read Bible and do your quiet time. You see yourself, you are, not, you are distracted. You, you cannot sit down. You cannot discipline yourself because your spirit has no strength, no capacity to tell your body, sit down here, read this Bible, meditate, write your quiet time. Many of us like that, you, you, you read your Bible, you can't write your quiet time. Are you doing your quiet time? Yes, but I'm not writing. Why are you not writing? Is it that you don't know that writing is, not, is, is important? Is you know, you know the spirit is even willing to write, but the flesh is not, not tamed. For you to tell your flesh, Paul said, I beat my body. How do, do you beat your body? Your spirit needs to be strong enough to tell your body, sit down here. You, you, don't, you dare not go out now. You dare not watch this. You dare not read this. You must do what is right. That is the spirit that is full of power. But how do you experience it? By making sure that you pray at the time of need. Let us come. You see, look at what he said. He said, We have an example already of a high priest that has passed into the heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. He was tempted. The devil has no business tempting Jesus if Jesus is infallible. The devil is a wise devil. He, he, the Bible called him a serpent. He said, And you know, serpents are known for wisdom. He knew that Jesus can fall. That's why he was tempting, tempting tempting. If Jesus cannot fall, the devil wouldn't have even tempted him for once. So he tempted him and keep tempting him because he knew that he can, he can look at a woman lustfully. He knew that Jesus has that tendency in him. He has it. So that's why he was tempting him. But Jesus knew that for me to remain holy, for me to remain pure, having victory time after time, day after day, over temptation, never to yield, never to fall, I need to make sure that at the time of need, I am at the... That was why at Gethsemane, he knew that this is a season of temptation. They will slap him. They will kick him. People that he created. People that... I mean, he will be condemned for doing nothing. 
How do you feel when people accuse you? And say that it is you that did it. You are trying to explain that it is not me. They say it is you. It is you. In fact, everybody is saying that it is you. How do you feel? You think by the strength of the flesh you can overcome that kind of thing. You will be calm. You will be quiet. No. It will take a strength in the spirit man to still be calm. And they will ask you, kick you, do all of that. You will still be calm. And you know you can do something. And it will not even be a sin. I mean, you remain. How do you get such power? That was why Jesus was praying. The Bible says, an angel came and strengthened him. Angel appeared, strengthened him. And he prayed more earnestly. He prayed more earnestly. So, he was praying earnestly before. When the angel came and supplied more strength for prayer, he moved from praying earnestly to praying more earnestly. Unlike some of us that you, you are praying, but you are praying casually. The Bible said the effectual, fervent prayer, earnest prayer of a righteous man are very much. Yes, you are a righteous man, but your prayer must be fervent, must be earnest. The kind of prayer you need to experience and keep experiencing divine power flowing, enabling you to live in victory over temptation, over all the circumstances. Yesterday I was telling them in our family devotion in the night, I said, that for us believers, for you to live in victory above Satan and his demons, I mean, you must be on fire. You, you can never, ever have victory. If you are not hot, they will perch on you. I said, look at uh, food. How flies perch on food. Whenever the food is cold or lukewarm, flies can perch. For many believers, they are not cold. Unbelievers are cold. So, that's no problem. But when you are not hot, if you are lukewarm, you can still perch. And that's why you keep on trying to understand why is it that I am a believer and speaking in tongues and the demons are still attacking me and all of that. No, you have no safe, safety anywhere until you are always and constantly on fire. Somebody say, I, I have no safety anywhere. Say it so that it will enter you. Say it powerfully. I have no safety anywhere. I have no place of protection until unless I am constantly on fire. Burning for God. Praying earnestly. The Bible says Jesus prayed earnestly and when he was strengthened by an angel, he prayed more earnestly. Listen, the disciples that came up there to pray with him, they are sleeping earnestly. I mean, they went from sleeping, sleeping to sleeping earnestly and to sleeping more earnestly. The Bible said their eyes were heavy with sleep. How can you be sleeping when there is a fire burning? When there is a, 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 a problem. You know, sometimes people will be sleeping as they are traveling. But what do you think that happens when there is, the, the car is about to have accident? What do you think? The person that is sleeping, suddenly he will, he will, and that sleep will fly out of his eyes. Just that the car is about to, the next thing, the other people will shout, and then, pam, sleep will just, after that, he will not sleep again. Why wouldn't he sleep again? Because something will be telling him, you'll be sleeping from here, you'll sleep from here, from sleep to death. He has to wake up. Jesus, he knew that it is a matter of death and life because spiritual death is even worse than physical death. As far as it's concerned. It was spiritual death that finished the ministry of Adam and launched us into the state where we have are, we are been suffering. So he came to bring solutions. So he doesn't need to die for once. He doesn't need to fall for once. Our problem is that we are too relaxed. 
we believe that we can still fall. We believe that even if we fall today, we will repent and make up again. No! We must have the mindset of constant flow. Mindset of constant experience. of, And that is why many of us, when you don't pray when you're supposed to pray, you forget things that you're supposed to do. These are the things you are supposed to do as a child of God, as a believer, as a minister. Why do you forget it? How come you forget it? You forget it because you didn't connect. If you pray well, the Bible said the Holy Ghost will remind you. He will remind you. At the point of prayer, I know what I experience whenever I pray. We need to learn to pray at the point of... I'm not saying that you're not praying. But most times at the point of prayer, you are discussing. At the point of prayer, you are sleeping. When I see people sleeping at the point of prayer, that's the way it does. I say, you will still sleep after now. Why don't you take away sleep and, and pray now? You will still sleep after this one hour. Let's say we are praying from 12 to 1 in the midnight or 12 to 1 in the afternoon. And somebody is doing like this. For what? After one, you will sleep. Why don't you pray for one hour? That was what he was asking the disciples. Why can't you watch and pray for one hour? This one hour is prayer time. Eh? Be serious with it. Tomorrow you see yourself, I mean... During the day, when you fail to pray that one hour in the night, you see yourself, you are falling into one problem or the other, one temptation or the other, because at the time of prayer, instead of you like Jesus, to pray earnestly and to pray more earnestly, you are sleeping earnestly. Some, some of us, we wake up from sleep and it doesn't touch you. So I, I wonder, you still see them, they will feel normal and they will still be doing, in fact, sometimes you will even wake somebody who is sleeping, just touching me. You just stretch who are you deceiving? You want to tell us that you are still praying? Uh -uh. You are not praying. You are sleeping, and he will not stand up. Or he will still sit down. Sleep will still catch him again the second time. He will just uh, and excuse me. This is too casual. This is not the life of Jesus. If we must experience daily flow of divine power, we must mark the time. The time. Jesus said, "Watch and pray now." At a time when he finished the time time of prayer finished, he knew that the time of prayer has finished. He now came to me and said, "Sleep on. There's no. You can't pray now again. You can't pray now. Listen. You think you can always pray? No. You cannot pray now. That is why you need to pray at the point of prayer, at the time of prayer. Many many of us we fall into all kinds of troubles, all kinds of problems. You enter. You don't know. I don't know why my day. You are sleeping at the time of prayer." At the time of need, when you are supposed to be before the throne of grace, and tell me somebody who will come before the throne of grace, and all you can tell God before the throne of grace is sleeping, they will bundle you out. They won't even allow such unseriousness before God. You can't come before the throne of grace, and it is sleeping that you came to, to sleep. You are not there. People that appear there are people that came with serious hearts to pray. And so as we are talking about power, there is power. There's power to live in victory over sin day by day. But you must know how to pray, when to pray, and pray well at the time of prayer to be able to experience that power daily, hourly, even minute by minute, second by second. I know that we can pray by meditation, but that's not what we are talking about here. When Jesus went to pray, this is a prayer. I hope you are following me. This is a prayer. The Bible says pray with us. I agree. This is a prayer in preparation for the season that is about to face. Are you getting me now? That's what I'm talking about. If you don't wake up in the night, when the devil and his agents are doing all sorts of things, 
all sorts of manipulations, you are sleeping. At the time you are supposed to wake up and appear before the throne of grace and, you know, connect and begin to, you know, scatter things in tongues and, I mean, you are sleeping at that time and the time passes. That's why many of us, you even have revelation, you will forget. You are trying to remember when you wake up what they show you, but you are manipulated out of it because you are sleeping at the time of prayer. Just imagine if Jesus was sleeping and the people that came to arrest him met him sleeping. That's what happened to many of us. The demons that are going about looking for you will come and meet you in the bed snoring. Somebody is, 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 is moving out of, out of carelessness in, in prayer today. You are moving to the point where you must pray when you are supposed to pray. If you believe that, say amen. amen. So this morning we are going to pray. We are going to ask God to forgive us the way we have showed all kinds of indifference attitude, like a discard attitude towards prayer. And that's why we are failing. We are failing because we have not been praying when we are supposed to pray. We have not been praying when we are... I said, you know, temptation is like an exam. You know what happens when a student is preparing for an exam? If you don't prepare, is there any amount of time that will make you to pass? Excuse me, you will fall. Is a test. Temptation is a test. At that time, you are being tested. This thing that you are preaching, they will now come and test you to know how you will practice it. Now, if you are not prepared, you will fall. That's why Jesus is always praying. Why do you think that Jesus is always praying? Always praying because he needs to prepare by having enough strength. See, you, you don't just pray one day and say, I have gotten all the strength I need to overcome for one week. It's daily. That's why we call it daily experience of divine power daily experience you must early in the morning you, we saw that in jesus wake up to go and you know connect and charge to go and make sure that you es- collect enough grace enough strength enough power to be able to overcome for that day all the temptations that the devil have lined up for you if you understand what god is emphasizing this morning i want you to now begin to pray for yourself Ask God to forgive you the ways you have been careless. And then ask God to help you from today that you are getting committed. You are getting committed to daily experience of divine power by earnest and more earnest prayers. Can I hear you pray now? Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast, and YouTube channels at Chidebele Uteze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. And you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Uteze. God bless you.